This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. We roll along presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. We are jam-packed today. So much football in the middle of May. It is remarkable. We're going to see one huge move made soon. And then maybe another right around the corner. If you didn't hear Aaron Rodgers last night, I got to play that for you. If you didn't hear Kenny Mayne last night, you're never going to believe it. But I just want to go over one more time because I want to make it clear. We were a little rushed for time at the end of the hour. I want to make it clear exactly what was going on here. So journalistic integrity is sort of a loose thing these days. And I'm not going to dive into any of that. But. One of the ways this stuff works is I'm the host of the show. Nuno Teixeira is the producer of the show. One of the things that he does, and he does it very well, is he sends me stories that are happening in the world of sports that he thinks I'll find interesting. What he does a little differently than anyone I've ever heard of <laughs> is yesterday there was a story that Donovan Mitchell was frustrated with the Jazz because he was a late scratch for their game one on Sunday night. That's the story. There's no need for me to delve into the rest of it. You, you probably have heard it, but one way or another, he wanted to play. They decided very late in the game he wasn't going to play, and he was upset with them about it. That's the story. So Nuno's job is to, is, to, is to get the link to that story, put it in the Google Doc, and alert me to the fact that this story is there and I should read it. I might be interested in talking about it on this show. That's his job. So what he actually does is he attaches that link to the Google Doc and he writes above it, this is good because if he's really upset, maybe he comes to New York during the offseason. That is how, that, with no further explanation, I have to look into, well, who's he, to, who's the he that he's talking about? <laughs> Why is he upset? With whom is he upset? I don't know anything else. So Nuno is just using our Google Doc Nuno, as your own personal show, and you're just giving hot takes, and, and I enjoy them, and I felt, you know, they're being wasted on the Google Doc. That's why we did them here on the air. As someone who's probably the best or one of the best in this business as te for teasing ahead, like, that's what I'm doing here. I am teasing the story. I'm teasing you to, to open that link, to read the story, and be like, yeah, you know, Donovan Mitchell, eh, whatever. Oh, but the thought of him ending in New York, yes. if he's upset, and as Windhorse, Brian Windhorse said in his uh, Hoop Collective podcast today, he's like, the relationship with the organization was damaged this week. So, you know. That's the headline. See, link. that's my point. The headline of this, in his mind, in Nuno's mind, is he, Nuno, wants Donovan Mitchell on the Knicks. <laughs> that's the headline. That, that, that is what he wants me to take from this story. I just, I, this is the beauty of him. This is what I like about him, 
Nuno is a very amusing fellow. And um, I, that's what I was told. I've never, Nuno and I have been in the same room like four times in our lives. Starting up a new show in the middle of a pandemic is a very unusual thing to do. So again, Hembo, I've worked with forever. I brought you with me for crying out loud. Bubba, I've worked with forever, was on Mike and Mike forever. Nuno, I didn't even know. And they told me he's sneaky funny. And when you first meet Nuno, you would never take him for funny. Like the expectation is not, oh, this guy is going to be hilarious. But he is sort of mm-hmm. sneaky funny. You just have to bring it out of him. So Nuno, I, I, I enjoyed that. And I thought this is something we can do regularly. We'll just let you editorialize on the air every now and again. Sign me up. Do you, I'm right now I'm giving you the choice for next year. Dame Lillard or Donovan Mitchell, who you want? I would take Dame. Dame over Donovan Mitchell, despite mm-hmm. the age. How much older is he? He's got to be a lot older yeah. than Donovan. He's got to be. Could he be 10 years older than Donovan Mitchell? Well, Lillard went to four years of college. That's what I mean. Lillard went to four years of college. He's 30. Damian Lillard's 30. And, and well, so he's not going to be 10 years older. But what is Mitchell going to be, like 23? 24. 24. So he's six years older. Contract and a half. Yeah, I, I, I think um, it's an interesting choice. If you're looking to build for the future. Anyway, mm. that's a whole. Look, he's doing it to me now. He's doing he it to me now. In. This is not the story. The story is Donovan Mitchell is upset about not playing Sunday night. They're, st- they're only one game down. They're the one seed in Damian, the West. How is Damian Lillard involved in this at all? Like, he is only involved in that Nuno wants him on the next. <laughs> well, I expect them if they get bounced in the first round. Eventually, I know Dame loves being in Portland, but eventually he's going to have to be like, hey, I need a fresh start. Is, is that germane to the Donovan Mitchell story, though? No, I'm adding to it of dis- possible disgruntled guys. I mean, like, hey, it might be the summer of movement, right? Porzingis might get traded from the Mavs. Uh, if the Clippers crash out again in the first round, that group's probably going to be broken up. The 76ers, when they flame out in the playoffs, Simmons and Embiid are going to be traded. So I'm just laying the groundwork of, for the conversation. So this is my point. From Donovan Mitchell being upset (laughs) about the way they handled his late scratch on Sunday came this. We have Christoph Porzingis being traded because of that. Yeah, exactly right. Like, like that's it. So, Greeny, there's a story yesterday that Donovan Mitchell is upset with the way the Jazz handled this. And what I think that means is Christoph Porzingis is getting traded out of (laughs) Dallas. They're breaking up the Clippers. They're breaking up Simmons and Bede. And the Knicks are going to get Dame Lillard. What else you want to talk about? <laughs> that, that's, that's, our, that's what we have instead of a show meeting. That's pretty much the Google Doc that we're working from. Okay. With that thought in mind, if you didn't hear Kenny Maine saying goodbye to Aaron Rodgers yesterday, as Kenny said goodbye to SportsCenter, it is in the 25 years I've been at ESPN, this might be my new favorite moment. Last time we did the interview together, you told me to go heavy in the cryptocurrency game. I did. Uh, we're down 40%. Then I lost my job. Gretchen just wants a new comforter you Aaron Rodgers (laughs) (laughs) that's how he said goodbye to Aaron Rodgers the question is after the Green Bay Packers organization sort of said that to Aaron Rodgers too not necessarily in words but in actions now what do they do Rodgers is on there last night you've heard the sound by now you've heard what he said to Kenny Mayne never been about the draft pick picking Jordan I love Jordan he's a great kid um you know he, he a lot of fun to to work together uh, I love coaching staff love my teammates you know I love the fan base in Green Bay it's incredible incredible 16 years it's just kind of about a, a, a philosophy and maybe it's about the philosophy listen to what he's saying he's saying that guy the general manager Traded up to draft Jordan Love last year. I love everyone and I hate him. That's what he's saying. I love everyone and I hate him. And so it does beg the question, 
If you're in charge of that organization, how do you not choose Aaron Rodgers over the general manager? You know, when Brady, if indeed Brady ever made it a Bill or me thing or a Jimmy G or me thing, whatever. I mean, I don't know that we'll ever know exactly what happened. But one way or another, if Tom Brady goes into Bob Kraft's office and says, Mr. Kraft, we got to get this thing settled here. Bill wants me out. All of this. And Kraft, he has the ability to settle this however he wants to settle it. Because he's Bob Kraft. It's his team. He owns everything. And he's everybody's boss. And ultimately, he can make decisions no matter what anyone else wants or likes. Green Bay doesn't have that person. And that changes the dynamic of this enormously. But the point I'm making by bringing the Patriots into this is if you walk in there and you're Brady and you're complaining to Kraft, you're complaining about Bill Belichick. You're complaining about the winningest coach of all time, a guy who already by that point had won. I don't know how many Super Bowls had they won by that point, four or five, whatever it was. I forget exactly when this happened. It was only three. In the order of things. Only three. Only three. (laughs) He had won only three Super Bowls. My point is Kraft isn't firing Belichick no matter what happens. So he's got to figure out a way to make it all work together. And that's your job. When you're the person with whom the buck stops, you can't live in every little relationship that exists. It is your job to try and smooth them all out. You, you got to make everybody else work together. That's really what it is when you are the apex person in any organization. And they don't really have that in Green Bay. They don't have anyone everyone has to answer to. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers has any respect for any of them. If Aaron Rodgers worked for Bob Kraft or Jerry Jones or Woody Johnson or anyone else you want, he would respect that person. At least enough that maybe he'd go to that person and say, that guy's dead to me. Get rid of him and I'll stay. That won't happen in Green Bay. So Gutenkunst isn't leaving. But the question is, are you choosing him over Aaron Rodgers? Like, are you genuinely, if you're Mark Murphy, the president, whoever it is, someone has to be able to make these decisions. Someone, you know, someone has to make a call. If really Aaron Rodgers makes it, and see, the thing is Rodgers doesn't want to be positioned as the guy who I said, fire him and then I'll stay. So I don't know how they would get to that. But one way or another, like, how would you choose a general manager who you may have great respect for? He's done a good job. He's a good draft guy. He's been there forever. I'm not, this is not a a value judgment on, on Brian, whom I've never met in my entire life. But how do you not choose Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is the, is the best one of the two or three best players in the sport and projects to be for the next three or four years at the most important position. He's clearly, when you consider the importance of the position, he's clearly one of the two or three most important players in the league and projects to be for the next three seasons. How would you choose anyone over him? It's fascinating to me. And only in Green Bay could no one be in a position to do that. So the way this is going to end is with Rodgers leaving. And if you're a fan, you got to be sitting there thinking, I don't know. you got to be sitting there thinking, isn't there some way that we could get rid of other people and keep Aaron Rodgers? Like, like I, don't, I don't know if it's fair. I don't care if it's fair. Don't get rid of him. Like, the outcome of this is, well, we're going to just trade Aaron Rodgers. Wait, what? Or we're going to make him sit and not play and retire prematurely. You're going to do What? That can't be the best solution. There has to be another option because literally anything is better than that. Meanwhile, there is one NFL move that could be made next week that could decide a championship and solve this problem. 
And I will tell you what that move is next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. So much going on today. And as usually is the case, many people will just point out all the stories that are out there. I will figure out how to solve all the problems that are out there. So there's a variety I want to say about Julio Jones. I can give you a place that I think Julio Jones is likeliest to wind up, and then I'll give you the place that he should wind up. I think there's a very good chance Bill goes to get him. I think that there's a very good chance Bill Belichick brings Julio Jones to New England. They're building something there. He's trying to load up for right now. He also wants to bring his rookie quarterback along as quickly as he can. Julio Jones, Alabama, Nick Saban. There's a million reasons why it makes sense. But the biggest of them all is that there's nothing Bill Belichick loves more than a bargain. And what we were told this morning by Tannenbaum and Jeff Darlington on Get Up is that right now the asking price for Julio might be a third-round pick. Perhaps they get to a two. That's an extraordinary bargain if you get a healthy Julio Jones. Healthy, of course, is the big question mark. He's 32 years old. He's at that age. Guys who are built like he is, sometimes the body starts breaking down. I mean, you know, you've got you're so muscular, any little thing, and we've seen him break down a little bit in recent years. He only I think he played, what, nine games last year? But he's still a difference-making player. So that's, if you ask me where I think he winds up, that's where I think he winds up. But I do have a solution for all the Aaron Rodgers problems and the Julio Jones problem. By now, you're aware of what happened. Julio answered his phone yesterday live on the air, and Shannon Sharp asked him if he wants out of Atlanta, and he said, I'm out of there. So that's out there now. Like, that's... That cat is out of the bag. However you feel about the way it got out, it's out. And that toothpaste can't be put back into the tube. So that's out there in the ether. And then hours later, Aaron Rodgers says, hold my beer. I'm going on with Kenny Mayne. And he says just as much without using the words. And so the question is, how do we solve this problem? Well, does Brian Goodenkunst, who is the general manager of the Packers, the one 
who is absolutely dead to Rodgers at this point. He is dead to Aaron Rodgers. Is there anything he can do to solve that? Is there anything he can do to make that relationship work again? It was brought up on TV with us this morning. Is there some sort of mea culpa? Can he just say publicly, I'm sorry, Aaron, I was wrong? And the answer is, hell no. First of all, guys like him don't do that. Second of all, guys like Aaron Rodgers don't give a damn. Sorry is much too late. As my friend Michael Kay says, sorry doesn't fix the lamp. So that doesn't solve the problem. You know what solves the problem? Action. Action is what solves the problem. The action is the apology. Atlanta had the option of choosing a future quarterback, an heir apparent to Matt Ryan, fourth in the draft. They didn't do it. They decided instead to, to take um, the tight end, Kyle Pitts. All well and good. You got Matty Ice, a couple more years. We'll see what happens. Trade Julio to Green Bay for Jordan Love. This might solve a lot of people's problems. Love becomes the heir apparent in Atlanta. That's a lot quieter situation. Ryan is an entirely different kind of personality than Aaron Rodgers is. Rodgers gets the public mea culpa that I think he would like without the obvious having demanded it. They find some way to smooth it over now so that Rodgers comes out of it looking good. And the organization brings in Julio Jones. So now you have an offense with Aaron Jones in the backfield, Julio Jones on one side, Devontae Adams on the other, a good offensive line that's theoretically healthy again. And oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. That team could easily win the Super Bowl. Now they were a play away from being in the Super Bowl last year. And in the championship game the year before that as well. You add Julio and he's healthy. They're neck and neck with Tampa. Neck and neck. So to me, that solves everybody's problems. Hembo, tell me what I'm missing. Where, where am I going wrong? Your logic is fair, and I like you playing fantasy football, but you described Ryan Gutekunst to, as dead to me in relation to Aaron Rodgers. If you're Rodgers, he's dead to me. Then what difference does it make what he does? Because that is the mea culpa. That's the apology. That is in action saying to him, not only am I sorry, if he just says, you know, Aaron, Aaron, I'm sorry. Aaron is going to say, well, so what? I don't care if you're sorry. If he says, Aaron, I realize I screwed this up. I'm trading that guy away. We'll do your contract in such a way that this is your situation. You'll control it. You'll be here basically as long as you want to be. And oh, by the way, I'll get you Julio Jones. That's meaningful. That, I think, could bring him back to life. That does it. I, I think it's got a chance. Make it a marriage analogy for me then. I'm not, I'm not quite sold yet. You think that this is salvageable and that's the kind of thing that could do it. Well, I don't know how to make a marriage analogy to it because the things that make a marriage, that make someone dead to you in a marriage are much more personal than this. But dead to, dead to me is dead to me. Like, what the, like what, what, if, if that's where he is and you said so earlier, then how is there anything that Brian Gutekunst well, could because do Well, because is, is there anything that is unforgivable? Like what he did, mm-hmm. like Aaron Rodgers is a hold a grudge kind of guy. Yeah. We all know that. But is what he did completely unforgivable? I think it goes, I guess what I'm saying is this. Mm-hmm. It extends beyond the realm of I'm sorry. There are no words that can fix that relationship. But maybe that action could. And it, it, I think it's a win-win. I think it actually helps everybody. I don't know that Matt Ryan would be crazy about it, but he's a very different kind of guy than Aaron is. But Julio's getting traded anyway. So who- and Julio's <laughs> getting traded anyway. So this, to me, is a win. Would you rather have Jordan Love, a young quarterback you could develop, or a third-round pick from somebody? I'm not sure this isn't the ultimate win-win. 
Anyway, we haven't done enough phone calls uh, today or any so far today, so I want to get to those. I still have my favorite story of the day. We've got some outstanding hockey calls that I want to play for you as well. But speaking of calls, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is my phone number, and your calls are next with what do you want to know? You ask a question, I'll give you an answer. Sports are preferred but not mandatory. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's the phone number, and your calls are next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. A reminder, the ultimate fighter is a reality show brings top MMA prospects together under one roof to compete for a UFC contract, and it's back. You can stream the season premiere Tuesday, June 1st, only on ESPN+. By the way, a reminder, that's where this show is every single day. You can watch uh, Hashtag Greeny along with hours of daily sports talk literally every day on ESPN+. You can sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Lots to do before we finish for this day. And right now, it's your turn. The game is called What Do You Want to Know? Your questions about sports, preferably, but candidly, we'll take questions on anything that you're interested in. If you can get past Nuno and Bubba, you can get here. On ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's our first caller? Let's go to Tony. All right, Tony, what do you want to know? I want to know if you think there was a little bit more subliminally with that message on Kenny Mayne last night. I think he was kind of hinting about Farvey and the history of the players. I remember back in the day when Farv wanted Randy Moss to come to the Packers, but they let him go. And I think it was the season that he went up and helped Tom Brady put up 50 touchdowns that year. He asked him straight out, do you want to be traded? And he didn't say no. So I think he's really kind of an, like a subliminal guy. He, he likes puzzles. He likes to hint at what he's saying, and I think he was hinting at exactly what you're wanting. He wants Julio. I, that's, that's certainly possible. Look, I mean, you know, Rodgers is a super smart, fascinating guy. The thing is, if that's really what he wants, he can say so directly to the people he's talking to, although he, I don't know that he's talking to them, except – for the fact that, that we know that Brian Gutekunst and others have traveled out to see him in California. I assume he accepted an audience with them, like he granted them an audience. I assume he didn't like leave them knocking on the door and not let them in. So he could say that to them directly, and maybe he has. Look, I can't be the only person who thought of this, trade Jordan Love to Atlanta for Julio Jones. So has Rogers thought of it? Maybe. Was he hinting at that subliminally with Kenny yesterday? 
I like the way you think. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Josh. Josh, what do you want to know? Hey, Greeny. Uh, I am a huge Colts fan, so and I understand how Chris Ballard works, so it probably wouldn't happen. But I just want to know, you know, if it was possible, do the Colts have the cap room and or the assets to bring in a Julio Jones to help fortify Carson Wentz's weapons? Someone look up their cap room for me. I don't have it handy. Almost anywhere Julio Jones is going to want to go, he's probably going to have to be willing to renegotiate his contract someplace because one of the reasons Atlanta is trading him is because his cap number is so high. Do they have the assets? Absolutely. Um, On Get Up This Morning, Mike Tannenbaum and Jeff Darlington were speculating that no one will give a number one to Atlanta, a first-round pick for Julio. So a two or a three might be the compensation. So basically every team in the league can afford them that re- in that regard. What do we know about the cap situation? The Colts have $20 million in cap space. All they right, so they could it. if they wanted to. I don't think that's a particularly likely destination, to be honest with you. Um, by the way, Teddy Bruschi was brilliant on this, on TV with us this morning. He said, no general manager could convince Julio Jones to take less money, but a quarterback could. That's where the quarterbacks get involved in these conversations, and that's where someone like Aaron or Tom Brady or one of these elite of the elite guys can call up someone like Julio and say, look, take less money. Come play with me. We're going to win. I'm going to throw you 15 targets a game. It's going to be awesome. And so it might not be the Packers who could convince Julio Jones to want to come there. It could be Aaron Rodgers who could convince Julio Jones to want to come someplace. Your calls here. What's on your mind? Brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. Bubba, who's next? We've got Kevin. Kevin. What would you like to know? The, the, the Knicks have a good coach in Tom Thibodeau. I'm not sure how much playoff experience they actually have in that team. But can they recover and win the series? They have uh, The only playoff experience they have really are all his guys, right? They've got all the Thibodeau guys. They've been with them everywhere. Taj Gibson and Derek Rose. Um, you know, Randall doesn't have it. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think through the rest of the roster. A lot of those guys, they, they, let's put it this way. Because a lot of them have been in a lot of different places. But Barrett is obviously a young player, and some of the young, the other young guys on that team, the Quickleys of the world, Alfred Payton, um, they don't. None of them have the experience of being top level postseason players, besides Rose. Um, but I don't know how important I think that is because the Hawks don't either. Uh, Bogdanovich, I guess, has gone into the. How far did he ever go in the playoffs? I, I can't think of it right now off the top of my head. But that team is, is their leader is Trey Young, and he's 22 years old. And Trey Young didn't seem even remotely overwhelmed by 15,000 people chanting a curse word directly at him. He seemed to love it. Now he he knocked in the shot to beat the Knicks with a second left on Sunday, and then chant you know sort of taunted the crowd. So I don't think that that's going to be the factor in this series. I think the factor in this series is going to be does Julius Randle play big, and if he does, is that enough? which is to say, do the Knicks need more than just that to have enough offense to beat Atlanta in a seven-game series, or do they need more? And I don't know the answer to that question. He's going to have to play a big game tomorrow night for us to find out. Usually the easy offense for a team like the Knicks who need it comes in transition, but they play slower than any team in the NBA. I don't know right. how they're going to solve that problem. Yeah, the other place that it comes is having one guy who can just create his own shot like Trey Young, and the Knicks don't have that guy, or knocking down threes, and which they could not do at all on Sunday night. So that's the question. Do they have enough offense to win this series? And, and the answer is we don't know the answer yet. Uh, Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? 
Let's go to Anthony. Anthony, what do you want to know? Hey, Greeny. Uh, I want to know what you think about bringing Julio to the Seahawks. You know, DK, Tyler, Julio, keep Russ happy. What do you think? See, I just don't think that's what they need. I, I appreciate the thought. And look, there's no team that wouldn't all obviously be better with Julio Jones. And, and you can never have, you know, you can never be too rich. You can never be too handsome. And you can never have too many good offensive players. But I wouldn't describe that as their position of need. They need an offensive line. That's what Russell Wilson is saying. Russell Wilson is saying, you want me to cook? I, mean, I need to be standing up. It's very hard to cook from flat on your back. <laughs> and, and so I think that's really what the story is there. So I don't consider that to be a particularly likely place. What other likely places? I gave you New England. What are other likely places? Like, what are people speculating as other likely spots for Julio? San Francisco came up today on yes, the show. Yes, that came up today. San Francisco is an interesting one. Tennessee came up today on the show. Yeah. Tannenbaum likes that a lot. See, Tannenbaum just loves Ryan Tannehill. He drafted Ryan Tannehill. He believes in Ryan Tannehill. He is watching his pick be sort of vindicated oh, yeah. as Tannehill has succeeded. And look, you put A.J. Brown on one side, Julio Jones on the other, Derrick Henry behind the, a good quarterback. That's a really dangerous offense. Chargers have a lot of cap space. I love the Chargers. You know how I feel about Justin Herbert. I think that would be a great move. They have good receivers there already, Williams and Keenan Allen. That'd be good. All right, Bobby, give me one more. Let's go to Angel. All right, Angel, what do you want to know? Hey, Greeny, what's going on? Uh, I had to take care for your little sneezing situation. Okay. Personally, personally, I believe if you're sneezing and spreading germs all over the damn room, you should be pardoning yourself. Nobody should be bluffing you. Well, here's the thing. I did say pardon me. Bubba, play it. Thank you for the call, Angel. I appreciate it. But let's remove the music and everything so everyone can hear it clearly. Bubba, play exactly what happened. Pardon me. Sneezed. Okay. So I sneezed. I moved away from the mic so I wasn't sneezing directly into the ear of anyone who's listening to the conversation. So I moved away from the mic. I sneezed into my hands so that I would not be sneezing at or around Hembo. I have hand sanitizer with me literally at all times. (laughs) Those of you who are watching on ESPN Plus can see I have it sitting next to me literally at all (laughs) times. So I wash the hands immediately. I said, pardon me. I mean, what, what more do you want me I mean, to do? Of all, of all the people in the world for whom you could give a hard time about this, you're the last one on the list. You've been germophobic much, long bef- much longer before it was cool. Oh, yes. Oh, I've goodness. been germy. Lo- I didn't need a pandemic to make no. me germophobic. <laughs> was it Quinnen Williams? Who was the guy on the Jets who sneezed yes. and then blessed himself? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Quinnen okay. Williams said he sneezed and then said, God bless you. You know why he did? Because he was in a little bit of a media scrum. He's got all these reporters around him and no one else said it. You have it? Go ahead, Bubba. To the different uh, character things. Oh, listen, thank you that I got here, so. <laughs> he said, bless you, and then said, thank you. That, that's just an uncomfortable moment. That, that's where he's just a kid and he's around people. But whatever. My point is, would it kill you to say Gesundheit? I mean, that's all I'm asking for. Like, like we were not a God bless you family growing up when I was a kid. We would say Gesundheit. Which I don't even know what that means, but, but, but it is something that people have deemed an appropriate response to a sneeze. By the way, do you know how to spell that without looking it up? Do you Gesundheit? Spe- yeah, do you know how to spell that? I'm going to give that a shot. Mm. G-E-S-U-N-D-H-E-I-T. Wow, that is entirely correct. Language of origin? Yiddish. <laughs> <laughs> It is German. Well, <laughs> same difference. Uh, that, 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 that's, that's 100% Yiddish to it me. It means good health in German. 
Okay, so I'm wishing upon you good health. Good health. Because you just sneezed. So would it have killed you to wish me good health in German by, if I sneezed on would you? Right, would you rather, I guess, you, uh, wish you good health or wish you not to die uh, uh, of the plague? In a perfect world, you could do both. Mm. And I think it would be just fine. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Let's move on to the next thing. You know I love good, excited play-by-play calls. And Nuno tells me we've got two great ones today. So we, we used to do this a lot on Mike and Mike. And my favorite ones usually were during championship week, you know, that week before the NCAA tournament when the little conferences, you know, the, the small conference, that the team wins the, the conference tournament and they're going to the big dance, they get their ticket punched and the announcers are always so excited. So I love the enthusiastic play-by-play. And again, I don't play these to mock them. I love them. I, this is what makes sports great. Mm. So I'm told we have two good ones. The first, Islanders three, Penguins two in double overtime. Josh Bailey scores the game-winning goal against second OT, Islanders Radio Network. Here a turnover chance for Bailey to alone. Shoots, he scores! Josh Bailey has won it in overtime! Islanders win it 3-2! to two. They take a three-games-to-two series lead and will have a chance to close out the Penguins Wednesday night at the Coliseum in Game 6. <laughs> oh, 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 so good. How does he do that? Like, how, if I did that, if I tried to get my voice there, A, I couldn't, but even if I could, if I did that, I would not be able to talk for the next three days. (laughs) Like, I have all kinds of problems with vocal strain. Hembo will tell you, I'm constantly spraying my throat with this entertainer secret, they call it. I I, I go see specialists. My throat is an issue already. But that's next level. Right? That is unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Does it have a little bit of a Mickey Mouse quality to it, right? Like, I don't mean that uh, as, as, I mean it literally, very literally. Does he sound a little bit like, like just envision if, if the actual character Mickey Mouse was doing the play-by-play here. And again, I, I say this with love. This is not a criticism. I love the enthusiasm. I love it. I couldn't do this. If I tried, I couldn't, and I'd love to. But tell me if this doesn't sound, after the goal goes in, like Mickey Mouse took over the play-by-play. Here a turnover chance for Bailey and alone. Shoot, he scores! Josh Bailey has won it in overtime! Islanders win it 3-2! to two. They take a three-games-to-two series lead and will have a chance to close out the Penguins Wednesday night at the Coliseum in Game 6. <laughs> he just keeps am I right? <laughs> Bubba, is that, am, I here, am I the only one who hears it? You know, at first I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. When you play it the second time, the second half of the cut actually does sound just like him. I'm, a little bit. I'm with you now. Just I definitely agree. Bit. All right. Uh, and we have one more. This is uh, another overtime. This was triple overtime last night. Jets four, Islanders three. So the Jets win it 4-3 on a game-winning goal in the third overtime. Kyle Connor scored the goal. The call is 680 C-J-O-B in Canada. Here's the call. Try down along the boards here to the near side. Try to get it in. He could not. And there's a breakaway or a partial breakaway for Kyle Connor. He darts in. Let a shot go. He scores! Kyle Connor is the series hero! Winnipeg for the third straight game has won in overtime tonight. Once was nice. Twice was a slice. But thrice on the ice will suffice. Oh, yes! I love it! 
I love it. That was I love it. Wait, is there any way of just queuing it up to that? I don't want to play the whole 27 seconds, but I want to make sure I got that. Once was nice. What was it? Twice was a slice. Twice was a slice. But thrice on the ice will suffice. Will suffice. Oh, I love it. Let me know if you could just play. I don't want to play all 27 seconds again. Let me know if you can shorten it just to that part. I want to make sure we just hear that. That Because I was listening the whole time going, yeah, it's good. Wait for it. But it's not as good as the other one. Wait for it. But then, here we go. Once was nice, twice was a slice, but thrice on the ice. Will suffice. Oh, bravo. <laughs> bravo. I love it. That's I an awesome it. call. Oh, that's so good. Okay, very well done. I like it very much. That was, see, this is what I'm excited about. We're just sitting here having fun. You know, in the, in the world in which we live today, the ability to sit and just have some fun is such a nice thing to do. With that thought in mind, I want to thank everybody for the nice commentary they gave us on Hembo's terrible dancing oh, at your wife's 30th birthday party <sighs> of the other day. Did, mm. did she and, and your friends enjoy the reaction to this? They did enjoy the reaction. They, they, they you know, they were happy to be made famous on your Instagram, uh, Instagram feed yesterday. Okay. I have to say, I hope she's not listening, Granny, but I... Who is she? My wife. I hope my wife is not listening to what I'm about to say. That's a terrible first sentence. Anything that... Let me just say, as a a married man of 23 years, any sentence that begins with, I hope my wife is not listening, is a mistake. But I have to tell someone, and I'm not willing to tell her. Okay. So here goes. I'm sick and tired of the whole... Of the whole birthday thing. So my wife has, I don't know, like half a dozen or so really close college friends, all around 30 years old now, as you would guess. And it seems like every single weekend... We are doing something with them to celebrate one of their birthdays. Like, it was cool to do once or twice, and we just did my wife's, and it was really fun. But, like, at what age do we stop celebrating your birthday and bringing presents and collecting family and acting as if we're 15? Oh. You brought up a very interesting question. Gosh. At what age do we stop having birthday parties? That's a fascinating question. Well... It just so happens that we have Bubba working mm. on this program, and many of Help you may not out. know this, but Bubba, in addition to a, a long and successful career in radio production, has written multiple books on etiquette, including what is considered to be the master work mm. on the subject, which, which, which is, was called Etiquette by Bubba. Um, and it is, I think, the best-selling book in the history of that genre. <laughs> so, so that is the question, Bubba. At what age do we stop having Birthday parties, gathering everyone in the backyard with solo cups and dancing like fools. Yeah, usually I think 12. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't I mean, I think as far as presents, I mean, I think that's ridiculous. Are there I mean, presents? Let's, let's, every, every time. That's absurd. Everyone gotta, gives someone a present. I cannot believe how much money comes out of my Amazon account every time one of these girls has a birthday Give party. me an example. What is someone giving you your... doing with that. What is someone giving your wife for her 30th it's Nick, birthday? It's a bottle of rosé and, ch- and a personalized tchotchke for the house. It's just like all this nonsense that ends up in the basement anyway. Bubba? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I can't remember the last time I you know, gave one of my friends a birthday gift. Um, <laughs> I mean, prob- you know, again, probably when I was in middle school. Like, that's the last time. I mean, you don't even say God bless you, so I don't expect but, you to give people gifts. But I do. Gifts. But I, some of my friends will still have some birthday part, but just, to, just it's more of just an excuse to get together. But I would say I think it's fine to have a birthday gathering, like, in you know, whenever. I don't think that age necessarily stops. But the presence, I think, stops when you're basically – when you become an adult, I feel like. Let I, me ask you this. I don't think other adults need to be getting other friends' birthday gifts. That's, that's, that's way too much. You don't, you don't give your friends birthday gifts when you're 30 or 35 <laughs> or 40. 
That's that's ridiculous. Well, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Does it change your perspective if the year ends in a five or a zero? Because I've been through a lot of fives and zeros at this point, <laughs> and, and and there there is definitely something different about those birthdays. Like fifty didn't hit quite the same way forty nine did. Are you okay with celebrations of a greater magnitude when you reach a milestone birthday? Well, yeah, I think you can still have the big celebration. I just don't know if you if you could, if you should expect gifts from your friends. Like, yeah, I mean, I still get presents from my parents or my sister on their birthday. But I don't. I'm not going to get it for my friend Jeff when he turns 37. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to get him a candle. Like that's insane. Like I can't tell you how but many. But if candles. he wants to have a party, we're just going to hang out and have some fun just to get everyone together. Like I don't think there's any issue with that. But you got to stop with the presents. We have so that's many fifteen dollar candles. Yeah. So many, so many. There's, she got like a dragonfly brooch. Like, who's who's going to wear this? It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, I will just say this. You've now said that on the air, and whoever it is that gave Lizzie a dragonfly brooch, you can cross off the list for the next birthday party. They're not coming. We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.